Hello and welcome to the Rev It Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rev It Up Podcast. I'm super excited to have Rich Rodzinski with me. I uh, hope I said that right. Um, founder, CEO, technical strategist, digital transformation leader, speaker. Uh, he helps companies launch, transform, and scale with modern technologies. Um, he was born and raised in LA, moved to San Diego to attend USC, US, UCSD, I apologize, and fell in love with the culture, climate, and budding tech scene. After graduating, he spent a few years cutting his teeth on growing a digital agency before embarking on his own venture. At age 26, he saw a gap in the digital service industry and started his company to fill the needs for expert digital consulting to support businesses with their technical decisions and challenges. Welcome to the show, Rich. Hey, Jess. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. All right. Well, per- first thing, did I say your name right? Because I, thought uh, I it was close. Oh. <laughs> I usually ask before the show, and I forgot. So. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of things recovering. So, how do you say it properly? Rudzinski. Rudzinski. Okay. And 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 where do people find you if they want to track you down? Yeah, I mean, you can check out our company site at tragic.media. Uh, check out our, our fun website there, um, and then uh, best place would be on LinkedIn. Uh, you can search for you know Tragic Rich or uh, Richard Zinsky is a little bit harder to, to spell out. So, uh, you know, if you search tragic media, you can definitely find me on there. Perfect. Excellent. So, um, so you have your company and it's going really well and you've had a lot of growth. Um, can you tell us kind of how you started? Like what was the, the first uh, kind of the idea that put you in motion? Absolutely. Um, I was in the digital space uh, working as a developer at a growing agency down here in San Diego um, and I kind of hit like a growth ceiling there, wasn't really finding the opportunity to kind of get to that next level. Um, and uh, I started looking for other work and really wasn't finding much. Um, and at the same time, I was working on the side as a consultant, just kind of getting some extra money as, as uh, most people in the digital uh, space do. Um, and my consulting really started to take off. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to shift over to this. That way I can focus on finding a job instead of trying to juggle three things all at once. Um, and when I did that, uh, my consulting really started to take off like even further. And so I was like, well, maybe I don't need to do, you know, find a job. Let's just kind of try out this consulting for a while. Um, and it was like in that, that I was working with other agencies and I was working with other businesses and I was realizing that there's this kind of big gap in digital services at that time. This was like 12, uh, 12 years ago, uh, 13 years ago. And there's a big gap in digital services where there's a lot of marketing agencies and design agencies and agencies that can help you, you know, look good and grow, but nobody that would really focus on helping you with your technology. So a lot of these agencies, you know, they would staff up for their bigger, more complicated projects by trying to pull in contractors, um, you know, like myself at the time. Um, uh, and it was, it, it, it kind of, you know, didn't always work out smoothly, didn't always have the best, you know, long-term, uh, you know, interest in mind for the client. Um, and I was like, there's something here. Uh, so that's when I started uh, Tragic Media. And we really focus as an agency on being just your technical partners and, and, you know, looking out for all of your technical needs, whether it be your website, mobile applications, cloud hosting. Um, and we're starting to grow into IoT services now too. Um, and so we started originally by partnering with other agencies. Um, so we'd be white label through them, help them with all their big projects. We got to work with Pixar and Lego and all these huge names. Um, 
but then, you know, you're still working through somebody and, and it's kind of playing telephone and you don't always get to like, you know, push the client in the right direction. Cause you don't have, you know, that, that, uh, one-to-one interaction. So then we really started building out on our own. We, we uh, built up the brand, uh, started investing a lot into our inbound marketing and our, our growth online, especially LinkedIn. Um, and that's where we really started connecting with uh, businesses, growing businesses and startups. Um, and we were just the technical branch of their companies, you know, so um, whether they're building custom uh, software from the ground up, or they have a bunch of different solutions like a Shopify and a website and cloud hosting, and they need a team just to kind of manage it all. Uh, that's where we really kind of found our sweet spot. Okay. Wow. That's, that's a great, uh, great way to start. And uh, lots of, lots of, uh, so the, the, the partnership um, you kind of started with, and then um, when you started going inbound, um, what's, um, oh, I'd lost my train of thought, but what, you know, what's, how did you make that transition, um, you know, getting things going there? Yeah. uh, The biggest piece of that was really the brand move, you know, because before we were white label shop, we had a small little logo. We, for a long time, we just had a splash page as our website, but then we finally built out a website, built out a blog and started, you know, putting some effort there. Uh, But it was really when we took the time to take a big step back and like, be like, okay, we need to push forward with the brand and we really need to elevate the brand to a place that we can really attract and connect directly with the client instead of being just like a, you know, behind the scenes B2B brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really invested in the branding. We really invested in our messaging and finding out like, what is our, you know, value proposition and who are we really trying to find as clients? And then we uh, put a lot of effort into building a very modern uh, cutting edge website to really like kind of showcase our capabilities. Um, and at that point, then we were able to really start to connect directly with the end user because we had case studies up, we had a big blog up and stuff. Before that, it was kind of really minimal and you really only knew us if you knew us or you got referred over to us. And then, you know, so it wasn't as much emphasis as like, you know, on that marketing side, on that brand side. Um, so it took a lot of investment. It took a big investment for us to look internally, build ourselves up so that we can hit that next level. Okay. Wow. So, and so when, when the new clients come to you, do they typically actually even know what they need? Um, I know they have an end mind, but do they have the technical pieces to kind of figure that out? Um, it depends. You know, we get a wide variety of, of people, you know, sometimes we get the, you know, a CTO of a company, you know, coming to us directly and they're like, you know, I need, you know, Angular developers and I need, you know, Python backend and I need this and that, you know, and then, you know, we see if we're a good fit for that. Um, a lot of times, uh, most of our clients are more on the non-technical end, so they don't really have a technical team and they need that kind of technical leadership. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes they just come to us with an idea. And oftentimes in working with us and doing, going through our strategy process, their idea kind of shifts and change to be more uh, focused and value driven, you know, have a little bit more of a marketing edge to it versus trying to solve every problem for everybody, you know, uh, as an example. Um, And then even the ones that come with us, you know, that they're like, they're like, you know, I need a, you know, WordPress site or whatever. Like a lot of times after talking to them again, like all of our processes are all driven in strategy. So it's really about understanding what's the client trying to achieve now and where they're trying to get in the next, you know, five years and making sure that they're in the right system for that. So 
uh, our approach versus a lot of other agencies. So a lot of other agencies are verticalized around a solution. So that you want Shopify, you go to a Shopify agency. You know, you want WordPress, you go to a WordPress agency. Um, we're more generalist. So we can, you know, we're, we have experts on the team with Shopify and WordPress and Drupal and Laravel and Angular and React and all these different platforms and frameworks. So we can really like figure out what's the right combination for your specific problem that you're trying to solve because each of these systems is really good at doing like one thing. Um, but it might not be, you know, the right thing for you depending on where you're trying to grow. Okay. Wow. And how do you, um, how do you like draw back to the beginning? Like I know, uh, in website, they call it wireframing, uh, but mm -hmm. how do you kind of, uh, break that path down so you can help them figure it out? Yeah, we, we, we start our process with a lot of strategy and conversation with the client. Again, like really trying to understand what they're trying to create and what problem they're trying to solve. Um, and then we go into our design uh, phase where we go through wireframing and, uh, you know, the user interface design. Um, being a technical agency, you know, we have some really great designers, but a lot of times we also collaborate with either the client's designers or with another outside design firm, depending on budget and, and you know, who brought us, you know, how the lead kind of came to us and what their internal capabilities are. Um, but we always kind of do the strategy, work with either our designers or an outside designer, and then we move that into development. Um, and even during development, we work very closely with design and with the client because sometimes, you know, you can lay everything out in the ideal way, but when you get into the weeds of it, sometimes, you know, systems don't work exactly how you want. So you have to be able to kind of be flexible um, and be able to, you know, figure out what's the best way to solve this problem to get to the end solution without trying to mess, you know, necessarily like force the way that you thought it had to work. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of planning that you've guys got put into that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> wow. Um, so how did you, um, how did you get these big companies like Pixar and all them to come to you or how, how did you, how did that work? Um, so, some of the big companies we've worked with, we've worked with through our uh, other agency partners. So there were other agencies that already had relationships with some of these companies. And we came in to fill the technical role of one of their, you know, projects of, you know, we've built the Pixar website, uh, the last iteration of it a, a while ago, many years ago, uh, we've built games for Lego and those came through uh, those channels. Um, some of them have come through my networks. We've built some financial applications for Intuit um, and those came directly to me through some of my old colleagues that actually worked in Intuit and needed some help and, and reached out to me because they knew we were specialists with that. Um, and then sometimes we just get them straight in our, our lead forms. You know, we, we've gotten some really great, uh, very large clients that, you know, are looking for very specific expertise. Uh, maybe they're looking for, you know, Drupal development. Um, and then they're searching for that in the area and they find us um, and they contact us directly. So it's kind of a big mix, but I'd say most of the bigger agencies usually come from, or bigger companies usually come from uh, like my network or, you know, colleagues of mine that, that have worked with me in the past or something. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So they, they, they found you in referrals and all that. Um, so um, how about IOT? How did, um, how's that kind of, that whole industry is different than the regular stuff. How did you kind of yeah. get into that? That's, that's like a growing area of focus for us. Definitely. You know, we, uh, we uh, started really getting into it because we started working with a client up here uh, or down here in San Diego that, um, does uh, business intelligence systems. So they have like these uh, really uh, advanced lighting systems that communicate to uh, building software that can manage kind of your whole um, infrastructure. Even now they're doing some like COVID safety integration. So, you know, it can even like count the number of people that are 
entering, you know, a certain hallway or that are going into a conference room or anything so that you can kind of, you know, make sure that you're tracking that or sending cleaning crews, you know, after usage or whatever else it might be. Um, so that, that was kind of where we started getting into it. Um, and then we have some really exciting opportunities this year. Um, we're co-founding uh, an IoT startup down here. Um, we're uh, working on hopefully closing a project where we're going to be helping design and develop some software for another IoT startup. Um, and then, uh, you know, we just have a lot of, uh, we're starting to build out a division of that in the company so that we can really like kind of hyper focus on that. Um, because I think that's just a really huge growing area that has a lot of, uh, potential over the next couple of years. Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over a hundred thousand dollars in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit and also reach out and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Wow. Very cool. Um, and Internet of Things, if, if you, uh, if you're, yeah, internet. yeah, I guess we should uh, define that. <laughs> yeah, internet of Things, so like smartwatches and gadgets and all that fun stuff. So, so tell me, I know you before we uh, got on the call here, we talked about a little bit about the startup scene, and uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit about the startup scene where you're at and um, and how you got business from it? Yeah, uh, I love the San Diego startup scene. Uh, I've been involved in it from like. I don't know, like 10 years ago when there wasn't really a scene and they had like entrepreneur days and all these weird ways trying to like bring the community together. Um, since then, it's really started to flourish down here. Um, you know, we've in San Diego, we've got a couple unicorns now that have, you know, grown out of out of the area. Um, there's a lot more incubators and accelerators. There's a really great uh, organization called Startup San Diego that always puts on different events and helps to build the entrepreneur community down here. Um, so we interact with that in a, in a number of different ways. Um, we sponsor some uh, different organizations. Um, we uh, uh, talk at a, at a number of the different conferences and stuff that come up here, like uh, San Diego Startup Week. Uh, I've, I've talked at for the last uh, two years um, and uh, also worked with like uh, the American Marketing or uh, Association down the chapter down here to put on different tech talks and help uh, entrepreneurs and, and uh, marketing people in the area just help to understand new technologies and, and different things like that. Um, and then, you know, we always go out and we're always like selling and engaging because, you know, like I said before, one of our, uh, the customers that we work really well with are non-technical founders that don't have technical co-founders that don't want to build their own engineering teams, or at least don't want to build them until they get their idea really like, you know, hitting traction. Uh, so we can kind of come in, help augment that, help take their idea and make sure that it's, it's really strategized and, and makes it through the development process smoothly. Um, and they have a really solid enterprise, you know, ready solution that they can then take out and sell and market and grow. Okay. Wow. Uh, it, um, that makes, makes me kind of think, what are some of the things you've done to really promote revenue in your company in the last few years? Um, we have uh, done a number of different things, you know, like in development consulting, um, it's challenging and it's been something that I've really been growing our approach to that, you know, over the years, because, you know, originally when I was, you know, first starting out in this, like, it was standard for everybody to fix bid every single process. And there's these big discovery processes where you went through every single line of engineering and estimated out every single 
facet of everything. And that's not how software is built anymore. You know, software is built iteratively. It's built in an agile process um, because those you can't know everything upfront. It's just, it's been proven that it doesn't, doesn't work. So uh, a lot of what I've done to, you know, grow our revenue has been uh, kind of multifaceted. A, we're definitely working on continuing to grow our brand reach and our marketing and make sure that we can uh, drive in more clients and get our funnels, you know, our pipelines filled up with, you know, some great leads and opportunities. Um, and then it's also been about managing our our project spend and overages and making sure that we can, we're not losing money on the clients that we are bringing in. Um, so we've, you know, adapted our process to be a very flexible, agile process where, we really like scope all of our projects on a range. So we give them like a low high kind of type thing. So we're saying like, Hey, you know, if everything goes great, this is probably what we're looking at. And if we run into issues here, and then that way we're, we're able to provide more flexibility within that to make sure that we're achieving the client's goals. We're prioritizing the important things. We can hit that, you know, MVP launch and we can do so without having to have those difficult conversations of like, oh, we need a change order. Or we need to get more budget because we already have established that it's going to be flexible within this range. Then it's really about just making sure we're delivering something really, really strong under their budget cap. And that's a lot easier than, than uh, trying to predict everything up front and build in enough padding into your margins to make sure that, you know, across all these different projects, all these different clients, you know, engaging as a, as a service provider, different clients are different. Some of them want to talk to you every day. Some of them have a thousand pieces of feedback to the design. Some of them are like, great, let's go. So like, you know, can't really like gauge that in until you really get into the process. You understand the client, you, you know, get in under the hood of the development. Um, so this approach has really helped us to uh, grow our revenue because we're not taking losses on projects. We're, we're able to be more communicative and keep and better set our clients' expectations. Okay. Wow. Um, so what happened? This is kind of a weird question, but what happens if you miss a budget? Uh, I mean, it's it's really about you know, as with anything, it's about tracking and measuring and 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 making sure that we're we're being communicative and ahead of the game with our clients. So you know, we never want to be in the place where we're coming to you afterwards and being like hey, we went crazy over budget. Because that's happened before in the past. You know, we weren't tracking things tight enough. And then all of a sudden you look at the numbers and you're like, wow, that's, that's, client's not going to sign off on that, you know? Um, so it's, it's about being up, up ahead of it. And, and again, we have a, a flexible scope. The way that we approach our, our projects is also with a flexible scope. Um, so that, you know, it's about like understanding, okay, you know, we need to get this thing to launch. Do we want to pull off some of these features so that we can get it to launch within your budget? Or do we want to add a little bit of budget so that we, in a little bit of timelines so that we can make sure that we launch with all the things you want to launch with. So it's really about an open-ended strategic conversation with our clients and working collaboratively towards that end goal of launching a really solid product. So communication. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> Excellent. And, and what, what's one, um, Epic failure you've gone through and an epic success. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, epic failure would definitely be uh, a couple years ago. I was stuck working too much in the business rather than on the business. Um, I fell deep into a project. And when that project, that project kind of ended a little bit abruptly, um, the client all of a sudden decided that they just wanted to finish it internally because they were just kind of churning in circles with us um, because internally they had too many 
people that wouldn't align on a decision. Um, so it kind of got cut abruptly. And when I came out of that, I had realized that we didn't have any sales going. Uh, my sales guy had been having a bunch of issues and maybe didn't communicate that uh, directly to me, or maybe I just wasn't able to do anything about it. I don't remember exactly, but either way, we came up for air and we had, we had nothing in the pipe and we just fell right on our face. Um, so that was a big learning moment for me that like, as a CEO of a growing company, like I need to, even though, you know, this was my baby from being my solopreneurship and I used to do all the work. Now I can't do that much work because I need to be like keeping the overall operations going. So that was a, a big learning lesson and a big fail for, for me, uh, just as a, as a leader. Um, and, uh, I mean, we've had, uh, you know, a bunch of really epic wins over, over the years, you know, I think anytime, you know, we launch a new product for our clients and, you know, it goes smoothly and it goes well, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a, it's a big win for us. Um, I think one of our, most epic wins has probably been, um, you know, my Italian family is one of our oldest clients. We've been working with them for over 10 years. Um, and it's this, um, cute little Italian couple that, you know, help with all this genealogy research and stuff. And they've, uh, really been very, um, uh, ahead of the game with their services and also very, you know, they've pivoted a lot over the years with all the changing, you know, ancestry came out and that really took a lot of their business and they've been able to move and, and adjust. And so now really their main focus is uh, providing um, dual citizenship uh, services to help you get dual, uh, uh, help you get citizenship in Italy if you're eligible in the United States. So then you can move there, you can travel there more easily. You know, there's a lot of benefits to that. Um, it's a very, complicated e-commerce like message and situation. They have a lot of content and their products are not necessarily very straightforward. And over the years, we've really helped them to streamline a really nice like flow on their website and a really nice just overall messaging so that people can more easily find all the information they need to figure out if they are eligible and then, and then more easily, you know, get in contact with um, my Italian family when, when it's time to, you know, talk about, you know, their different services and stuff. So uh, we've continued to engage with them. Uh, you know, sometimes we scale up and do really, really big projects. And sometimes we scale down and do very, very minimal support. And it's, and over the years we've been able to help them grow. And I think they're like, you know, they've, grown over three, four times their size. And uh, during uh, the pandemic, they actually got a lot of really great growth because uh, people were all of a sudden very interested in, um, you know, being able to potentially move to Italy or at least get other properties there and stuff. So uh, that's been a really exciting one because it's like this small client that we've helped continuously over the years. And we've just helped them from, you know, take, go through all the changes. I mean, you know, before, when we first built their website, responsive wasn't even a thing, you know, like there wasn't even responsive websites. So we had to do like a big overhaul to make it responsive and then big overhauls to, you know, uh, rework their e-commerce flows. And it's just like a continuous iteration. And they're just a really great client. They have their mind in a really great place in terms of having to invest in the growth of their e-commerce, you know, site so that they can continue to stay ahead of the curve of their competition. Oh, awesome. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I've had some epic failures myself and, <laughs> and part of any business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, especially uh, scam people. Have you had a few of those? The what's that? People scamming you. Uh, I personally don't think I've been scammed, but uh -huh. it's definitely a big, big, I, I did. I mean, I received, <laughs> I received something in the mail, even the other day that was like, you owe us $250 for your domain renewal. And I was like, I didn't renew my domain with you guys. 
Yeah, no, um, yeah, it was a charge, or was, I don't know, it's like a chargeback thing or something. They paid for services, and then they they did some something funky. Oh maybe, wow! Right? Okay, stolen credit card, basically. Wow, uh, I I thankfully haven't uh, dealt with that though. There has definitely been like you know invoice collection issues and stuff over the years yeah. for sure. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can definitely relate. So um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where's a, a um. I'm going to go back to the beginning, but um, how can they reach out to you and, um, and uh, you know, get a quote or whatever they need to do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a quote, you, know, you can definitely just go on our website, tragic.media, fill out the contact form. We'll get in touch with you. Um, you know, you can also just reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, tragic, you know, look for tragic media, tragic rich on LinkedIn. You can definitely uh, easily find me. Um, and even if you're not like ready to, you know, start a project now, if you just need help, like consulting, just like thinking about your idea and like maybe what are the next steps or something, I'm happy to make some time to connect with, you know, anybody uh, that's a listener that, you know, just wants some little bit of consultation on the technology side, you know, whether it's like, you know, what, you know, e-commerce solution should I choose? Or is it, you know, um, uh, you know, building, a, picking a good CMS for your website, or if you're really looking to build some software, you know, um, I'd be happy to meet with you and just, you know, talk through it and, and make sure that you kind of have all your ducks in a row before you start talking to a company like me to make sure that you're, you know, not going to get caught off guard by that. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. Um, I learned a lot. And um, any, uh, any last message you have for the audience today? Um, you know, just uh, as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of ups, there's a lot of downs, like you were saying, you know, like it, the journey is not complete without failures. And it's really about um, trying to find a lesson and, and a positive message on, on every failure and, and find a way to like, you know, push yourself forward and always just keep your, your eyes, you know, moving forward. Um, but always make sure that you're learning from the past. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And hey, everybody, thanks again for listening. And uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Jess. Love having being on.